Hello and welcome to the Centiva Software Development Podcast. I'm Blake Kohler, a software developer at Centiva. I'm Josh Hanks, also a software developer at Centiva. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking about deploying software inside the federal government. Um, so I guess the first question is, how is deploying inside different than deploying outside? Well, I think the, uh, first of all, it's harder. Um, the... The biggest problems, so the biggest differences, I guess, are you don't have control of your environment, right? If you're in a traditional software as a service environment or you're deploying internally, you control everything. You control the computers, you control versions, you control access, you have access, mm. things like that. Um, but the government, in the situations I've had, um, most of the time I've had to go through a government employee or a different an IT contractor to access anything. Um, I don't. I'm not always able to remote desktop into the machine. Not always able to see IIS. Not able to see the file system. Um, and so that's that's the biggest difference. Is you have no control over most things. Interesting. So because you have the lack of control, how do you uh, mitigate the risk that comes with lack of control? Well. Yeah, it's hard. And then honestly, it's a big risk. Um, especially, so for example, with um, with many of the projects we've done, um, we've worked with one or two guys that are there that are IT guys. Um, and they've been pretty good to work with and been pretty responsive. And so they'd help us if there's something going on. Um, they would help us do it. Often when we're doing a, a uh, an upgrade, an install or an upgrade, we're doing it with them, so we have access at that time to do things. Mm -hmm. So when you, if you do an upgrade and, and it borks on something, you have access to poke around and do things and look at stuff. Um, so for traditional deployments, a lot of times you'd have a lot of automated stuff, but because there's this human interaction, how much of it can you automate with the human interaction? It, it's been hard, and especially... Um, so we've, we've done a lot of work to make installers that are easy to run. Um, a lot of projects that we've interacted with that we didn't build don't do that, where they, they'll hand off a big list, uh, like a big Word document of steps that are really annoying and really hard to follow when error prone. Um, we've made a conscious effort to build installers, specifically command line runnable installers, mm -hmm. um, so that it's just a simple, all right, we're ready to run an upgrade, let's just run the same command we run every time and it'll just happen. Um, so we reduce the number of human steps that are needed to make it happen. Um, and and automate it. And if, and what the other nice thing about automating it is we run the installer the same way on our own, in, own internal environments, test environments. Do you feel like the way that we deploy things is significantly different than the way others deploy things in the government? Yes, sphere? yes. Is the installer the main difference? Is there other things? The installer is the big difference. Um, like I've even had IT guys and government agencies ask me how I built an installer because they wanted to share that with other people. Um, unfortunately, the answer was, well, I built a command line application that just does everything that I would do manually. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I th and I think really what it is is we made the installation process a first-class citizen. We cared about it enough. We do it enough. We know it's one of those things where we know it's going to be painful, so we want to do it more. Do you think we started out that way, or do you think we felt the pain and then adjusted to it? No, we started out that way. 
It's one of well, the things where I still don't remember. Like, it's weird trying to go back into where we first started. I think the first real deployment thing we would have dealt with would have been uh, with the yes. or it was AGX, the first thing I dealt with. Interesting. So I, I don't remember that. Uh, and I, I even, and I was trying to remember the first NRC deployment uh, for RPS with OL, and I don't remember going I, live. I, or any I of do. That. I remember it. I did it. Um, as in, so with uh, with AGX. Um, when I first got into AGX at CMS, uh, it was, Brian was building an installer. Ah. And so I, that was my first thing that I did with AGX is build a good installer. Mm-hmm. Um, because we'd had problems with manual installations. Um, it was interesting with RPS at the NRC, the first time we did like a test install really early on. Um, months before we were actually ready to, to go live. Um... And I and I actually knew nothing about it. Like Glenn came to me and said, uh, "Hey, can you do an install today of the NRC? They're just doing a task." I'm like, "Okay." Um, and we did it, and, we, and I had an installer. So we had planned from the beginning to have an installer because mm-hmm. we knew we'd have to be installing on their hardware at the NRC, and we knew we didn't want it to be a manual process. So that was a conscious choice we made at the beginning. Um, is, is that something from experience? And I'm I'm pretty certain the answer to this is yes, but we'd recommend to other agencies as to oh, definitely. They, or other uh, groups doing federal government. Yeah. And, and so I, and I had in my previous job, I had built installers to run on government agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, those are more state and local than federal, federal. but, but very similar that, um, I had to deal with installing on someone else's hardware, mm-hmm. and I'd learned a lot of lessons about how important it is to have an installer, how important is that is to make it easy to configure afterwards also. Um, that's not something we've done as well with, with RPS, but having those tools definitely makes lots of things easier. Um, so yeah, so we did, we did start that way with RPS. We started with an installer. Even before the NRC was, we were looking to go to the NRC, we were deploying internally with an installer. This is probably more about my own evolution as a uh, a human than the fact that I don't remember any of those then, but I'm very aware of installers now, right? It's kind of one of those higher level things that that uh, maybe you just don't, I just didn't pay as much attention no, to. No, and, and that was something that I naturally migrated to, I think, mm-hmm. at the beginning there, especially where, where it wasn't a big deal, like it just didn't matter that much, yep. but I knew it was going to, and so I think I just made it happen, or Glenn and I did. It's an, an interesting place where you can see the, uh, whatever the opposite of technical debt is. Like you're, you're saving for something, yes, right? Like yes, yes. Like, I, don't, I don't know That's if a really interesting concept. I don't, I've never thought of it that way. But um, Technical capital almost. Yeah, right. Where where you you saw the benefit in putting, in, it's an investment, right? It's an investment, right? yes. You're, you're making a technical investment early and it's paying dividends still. Yes, right? it is. Um, uh, to, yeah, to the point where... Um, like it's made a huge impact on our customer, yep, and and our reputation with them. Definitely, and I mean, what? That's three years ago. Would have been three. Four yeah, it was years probably ago. about three years ago when I first installed so, the NRC. I mean, I mean, and and to now have I'm not gonna say no work, but very little work on those uh, installers, continually giving us dividends. It just flows. It's a, it's a, yeah. An interesting point that I've never considered before. And, and we've had to make tweaks as we went along, obviously, yeah. as we've added products and, and requirements have changed and things like that. So is there anything, if you could go back to that time, where uh, thinking in DevOps world, 
Any other investments you wish we would have made that would make it easier now? I wish you would have been smarter about multiple databases at the beginning. Ah, that's a good point. But that one's past us at this yeah, point. Yeah, we, we, we paid for that one. We paid, yeah, paid the price for um, that. Um, I wish I would have met people face-to-face -face earlier. Specifically, so, um, so one of the things that really has mattered the most in deploying to government agencies is, is having a relationship with the IT folks there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I've always had a pretty good relationship with the guys at the NRC, and they've been good to work with, well, with the guys we do for RPS. Yep. Um, but, but it was so powerful for me the first time I went and met them face-to-face -face and just kind of hung out with them for an afternoon, okay. and then a long evening. Yeah, was there? <laughs> yeah. It, but it's amazing what a face-to-face -face meeting does. I've never considered this, but actually, so the 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 long evening referred to is we had some problems with our installer. We did yes. we did uh, we did things out of order than we normally done. We'd practice this over and over again. Thought we'd be able to do it in an hour. It was for a go live. For a go yep. live, and uh, we were there for a few hours. Yep. Um, for and, a few hours, we were there till ten. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. till Baskin Robbins closed. Yeah. So you're right. We were there for six <laughs> hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was an interesting thing because. From the outside perspective, it didn't appear like those IT guys were that upset at us. No, they weren't. Right? They were really helpful. But part of it is, I think, we had even earlier in the day spent some time building that relationship with yeah, them. Yeah, we had. And we stopped by their cubicles, talked to them a little bit, you know, did stuff. And, and I really think that, even in just that little bit, helped that experience go a little better. And I, and I spent so much time on the phone with these guys um, to the point where, uh, like, I'd never met them face to face, and I walked into their cubicle, and they knew who I was. Sure. So I, just by my voice. Yeah, I remember and... they they pointed that out. Which one of you is Josh? We heard you. Right? Yes, and we heard your voice. Funny. Yes. Uh, um, but but that relationship was so important. I I cannot emphasize enough how important that relationship was. We've worked with other guys at the same agency, where we don't have that relationship, and it has not worked as well. Um. So I guess that's one of the suggestions I'd have in working with government agencies is build a relationship with the IT people you work with. Face-to-face -face earlier would have made a difference. Um, like, and, and that relationship makes, when crap hits the fan, that relationship matters. Um, where we have each other's cell phones and we can just text each other and it's not, a, not an imposition. And honestly, that was the beginning of that relationship. I don't know if you remember, there was a snowpocalypse. Yep. At one point, remember, yeah. And I was trying to do something. Uh, it was a Friday. The whole NRC was closed. I was trying to get something done. Um, and one of these guys gave me his cell phone number and says, "I've got to go to the hardware store. I got to buy some salt. I got to buy a snow shovel. Uh, but I've got my phone with me. Here's my phone number. Text me if you need me." Um, and we texted back and forth that whole day. I, I don't remember if it was somebody on the IT team. I just remember somebody sending us. A live feed of their front yard with like four feet of snow. I think that was Eric. Oh, Eric. But yes. But yeah. That's but but it was that it was that um, those little things and and building of trust and helping and and it was never a blame from one to the other. It was always we were always on the same team, always working to try and solve any problems or make things right. To the point where, when they would have problems with other projects, they'd sometimes come to me, and say, Ah, oh, we think you kind of fixed this already. Uh, how did you do that? Sure. And I would have no problem with that. I'd help them out. So that relationship really made a difference. Something that I didn't realize is sometimes 
in remote work and particularly in government there becomes a a them versus us relationship yes of uh, us versus and it's us versus the agency you think like uh, those people at x agency are dumb or whatever i didn't realize until interacting with these people that they're a lot of times also contractors they're also contractors right yep. and so uh, it's it's not like they're the agency and making all the decisions there they're they're operating in the parameters they're dealing with the same crap we are exactly yes and it was a really interesting thing to realize that that you know that they when we look at some of the maybe rules and regulations that we think are ridiculous they also think they're ridiculous they're just the ones in charge of enforcing them yes it's a a fascinating thing i I do feel like from an outside perspective that those relationships really have helped though Um, oh so much and i think we're known for that uh, i i hope so so at the NRC at least hopefully can continue building those things I'm curious we, we mentioned the long night we spent there what has been the most stressful situation you've had doing DevOps <sighs> that long night was pretty stressful it was pretty um, stressful especially because we were doing everything we've normally done don't worry Josh is attacking chairs, attacking our, chairs. Uh, we'll call it the Sentiva podcast booth um, uh, that long night was stressful because we are doing everything we've normally done and it just wasn't just working, working. Um, there is something we said, I think, about these, uh, I don't know what to call it, other than, like, the slow burn of stress that I think is yeah, DevOps. Yeah, it is. Um, it's the process of deploying can be long and arduous, right? You have to go through, you have to deploy to one environment, uh, get validation, deploy to another environment, get validation, go through multiple meetings of approvals, make sure you have all your stuff in order to get those approvals, um, and the whole time you're telling the end user that you'll have a release ready, but there's it can be release ready by a certain date because that's when you expect to happen. But um, but at any point somebody can say no, you didn't do this, mm-hmm. or no because this, and just having no control or insight into why those decisions are made or how they're even being made. Um, I think that might be the like, there was I don't remember. I mean, there's stressful times when things are down. Sure. Um, but they're mostly short-lived. But but the long burn of constantly, and part of that's how we do it. Like we've been with RPS, we've released we released essentially every other week for three years now. Yep. Um, and so if it takes a week and a half to get a release from us saying it's done into production, there's never downtime. Yeah. Because true. by the time you get into production, you gotta start so you're prepping the next release, or there's or that one took a little bit longer, so there's something in pre-prod that you're trying to get into pre-prod, and you're like just that pipeline, and communicating the status of that pipeline was a challenge too, to both the NRC and internally. Um, one thing that I found has been interesting is it's been really hard to make that a team endeavor because of just anytime you increase the amount of people that communication has to happen with, it, it decreases the effectiveness of, of that mm-hmm. the group, and so it's the most effective to have one person own it because they understand everything. The and the relationships part, too. And the right? relationships, like we talking definitely. About. The hard part is what happens if that one person goes on vacation or gets yeah. hit by a bus yeah. or, or whatever else may happen. Um, looking back at it, is there anything you wish we would have done I think we could have done to make that less of a silo? I don't know. It's like The other hard part about it that you didn't mention is permissions. This right, because yeah. so at least at the NRC, you have to have an elevated account to access the servers. Yeah, um, and they are reticent to give those out to everybody for reasonable reason. reasons. Sure, um, and so 
there's only a certain number of people that can even do the job sometimes um it's hard and it, and it is hard so i i think the best approach and we haven't gotten good at this at all is to have at least two on it taking turns mm-hmm. if you each take and this is what another team's doing is trying to do is every other release a different person takes it yep. and they own it um and so then then you get time off and there's two people if you have to take a vacation it's okay sure or if something happens it's okay Speaking of this, you recently transitioned away from more of the full-time role of kind of that DevOps stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any advice you have for an organization as you, as people are transitioning in and out of those positions? Get good people to follow you. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> that, that's, that's exceptionally good to, advice. Uh, but... I mean, that's really... I was, I was lucky that Stoney jumped in and completely owned it and did a great job with it. Yeah. Like that's that's all that I did is I had a great person jump in and take it. I didn't do I did less than I should have to help him transition. There may be something in and of that in and of itself just because it made him him do it. So yeah. But hiring good people, there's probably no substitute for. It. There isn't. There is not. All right. Well, do you have any parting takeaways? You think parting takeaways for advice for deploying in the government. Uh, see if you can get into FedRAMP. <laughs> Control your environment. Control as your environment as possible. Relationships are obviously important with the IT guys. Yep. Consistency, doing it more, things that are painful, doing more often definitely applies. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Well, this has been a new, another episode of the Centiva Software Development Podcast. We hope you join us next time. Thanks.